ബിസ്മില്ലാഹിറഹ്മാനിറഹീം <coughs> وصدق رسول النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين dear respected elders and brothers every single one of us seated here one success Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us with such a quality in us which every person wants to be successful whatever age he may be whatever bracket he may be he wants to be successful the doctor he wants to be successful in his in his profession in his surgery in his practice the businessman is looking for success in his business the school going person that matriculant the student is looking for success in his matric year every person whatever field he may be he's looking for success then if we take it a step further that every person depending on what career what field is he is what stage of life he is his definition of success it may vary the doctor if you ask him what is your definition of success he may say that how i can maybe serve humanity and make khidmat of the creation of allah taala and do it with a happy heart maybe then then i will feel myself to be successful or the heart surgeon he may feel in in my province i will become the best heart surgeon and my country will become the best heart surgeon i'll be recognized and another doctor will say one practice second practice third practice i can build my practices that's success the businessman if you ask him your definition of success he may say from one business to the second to the third i can build my empire for my children my grandchildren won't have to work and i can get this offshore investment and buy this property that may be his definition of success and a school going person a matriculant if you ask him what is your definition of success he may say my matric year how i can at the end of the year come out with 8 a's 9 a's 10 a's in the country i will become i will become the first the top student in the country so that may be his definition of success every person wants to be successful 
Allah Ta'ala created us like that. But Allah Ta'ala says in the 18th part of the Quran, Allah Ta'ala gives the true definition of success and who are the successful, successful ones. And then Allah Ta'ala gives seven qualities of those who are successful. And at the end, Allah Ta'ala says what He'll give those who are successful also. Allah Ta'ala says, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ That successful are the believers. Alhamdulillah, each and every one of us that are seated here, we are blessed with the Iman. Allah Ta'ala give us this aspect of Iman. How we cannot be thankful enough, thankful enough if our that angel, that makhluk, angel that's created, that one angel, from the time the angel is created till Qiyamah will be in sajda, worshipping Allah Ta'ala. And on the day of Qiyamah, that angel, when he's given that ability to see Allah Ta'ala, He'll say, Ya Allah, my entire life, I did not make enough, I did not do, do not do enough ibadat and thanks to you after seeing the greatness of Allah Sala. So his entire life, the creation of that angel was in sajda. Or another angel was in ruku. Not a single second or split second of disobedience, but yet he did not fulfill the right of Allah Ta'ala's ibadat. Us, we are makhluk, we are creation. Allah Ta'ala, how much thanks we need to show to Allah Ta'ala. And more thing, Allah Ta'ala gave us this Iman, put us in the Ummah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the last Ummah to enter this world, the first Ummah to enter Jannah, approximately 120 subs in Jannah, 80 reserved for the Ummah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Allah Ta'ala blessed us with this Iman, it's not something which is small, it is something which is great. A person has everything of this world, he may be the richest person in this world, he may have everything at his back and his call. He may have a good family, children, no sickness. Everything may be the rosy. But if that person leaves this world without the kalima, la ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, then forever and ever he's in Jahannam. He's, as soon as he passes away, his, his, his problems start. On the other hand, a person has nothing of this world. He may be living in the street. He may have no roof over his head. He doesn't know where his next meal is coming from. But that person has la ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. As soon as he passes away, his worries and his problems are gone. Why well, he has this iman? And inshallah, after that, for him is ever happiness and happiness. So this is this greatness and the, this kalima la ilaha illallah Allah Ta'ala gave us. So we all are believers. So successful are the believers Allah Ta'ala mentions in the Quran. The after Allah Ta'ala mentions seven qualities which we should bring into our life. And if we begin into our life, then we'll be worthy of being successful. And Allah Ta'ala says in the end, <coughs> That believer who has these seven qualities, they will inherit. What will they inherit? They will inherit Jannat. Not any Jannat. Jannat of Firdaus, the highest Jannat. Wherein they will remain forever. Wherein they will remain forever. A person may think also Jannat, there may be problems. They know this world, one day we are happy, one day we are sad. One day there is a function of, for example, someone getting married in Nikah. One day there is there's someone passing away. So there's problems here. There's happiness with sadness. But Jannat, there's only happiness. And happiness and happiness, and not for a limited time, forever and ever. That is promised for the believer with the seven qualities. Inshallah, we'll try and discuss the seven qualities today. Allah Ta'ala mentions, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَوْشِيُونَ So Allah Ta'ala begins with salah. And just to mention, Allah Ta'ala also ends with salah. Inshallah, we'll discuss that point later. So Allah Ta'ala begins with salah. الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَوْشِيُونَ Those who have concentration, devotion, khushu in their salah. Salah, ulama explain the two aspects. What is the inner aspect and the outer aspect? The outer aspect is when we come into the salah, to the masjid, how are we dressed? How are we appearing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If you are going for a nikah or if you are going to a, to a court for some, for some, to a judge, sort of front of a judge or some royal uh, court of, the, of this world, a king's presence, premier's presence, how will we dress? How do our manner of going to that place so our dressing should be correct? The outer aspect of khushu and accusation in salah. Then when we come into manner and no, no foul smelling uh, odors, anything of coming to the masjid, sit in the front of. Then while in salah, the aspect of khushu is, am I playing with my beard? Am I looking, uh, my eyes not fixed where I'm supposed to be? Am I scratching? So all this here forms part of khushu and consideration outer appearance. So I'm standing in salah, my hands are built for a Hanafi below his navel in qiyam and looking at the place of sajda. 
in Rukwa, I'm looking where I have to look. So every posture calm, dignified. Why? Because I'm standing before the King of all kings. I'm standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So out, outer appearance must be of humbleness, humility before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That forms part of khushu and khudu concentration. The inner part of it is, before we come to Ramajid, our mind must be at ease. Our toilet must be free, free from toilet, need to go to a toilet. Our cash, as much as we can, should be parked correctly. Why does all this occupies our mind? My car is not parked correctly. I will rush in, read my namaz, rush out. Or I may not rush out, but I may cause convenience to inconvenience to another person. So our minds, before coming to salah, we should be ready for salah. A person is going for salah. A believer's life revolves around salah. From one salah, he should be waiting for the next salah. His whole life revolves around salah. So I'm, my Zor salah is coming, how I can get ready, prepare before this time. So when Azan comes, I know I'm, I will make it for salah, make it so much ease. Then he comes sits in the front. Then he's mentally, I'm now I'm going to stand before the king of all kings. I'm going to discharge that... That Father which is upon me of Salah, I'm going to discharge it in the best manner that I can. And focus full of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala is talking to me. And the person reading Salah is in conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this should be our frame of mind that Allah ta'ala is in front of me. Nabi Kareem sallallahu was asked, Hazrat Jibreel alayhi salam came to Nabi Kareem sallallahu once to teach few aspects of deen to the ummah. So he asked many questions. One of the questions was, Mal ihsan, what is the aspect of ihsan? So Nabi Kareem sallallahu answered, he said, That you worship Allah Ta'ala as if you can, as if you can see Him. So I was standing in Salah. Our frame of mind should be that I'm reading Salah and I can see Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. The Nabi Kisram didn't leave it as that. He made it easy for us. He said, If you can't worship Allah Ta'ala in that manner as if you are seeing Him and He's in front of you, then know at least this much, He is watching you. So for us that can't worship Allah Ta'ala in a manner that we are seeing Allah Ta'ala. Sahaba did it. They were, Iman was on that level where they stood, they, they could see Jannah, they could see Jannah in front of them. And they knew they stand before Allah Ta'ala. But for us, if we are weak and we're not on that level, then Allah Ta'ala at every point is watching us. So have this in our mind that Allah is watching and read our entire surah in that manner. This forms part of the khushu and khudu. Allah Ta'ala's special mercy, Hadith Sharif says, the special mercy continues to come on that person who has concentration and devotion in Salah. As soon as the devotion moves away from Salah, from Allah Ta'ala, from what he's supposed to be, then Allah Ta'ala's special tawajju, his mercy, is turned away from that person. So our Salah can become a phrase. One is we are reading Salah, Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala keep us on Salah till we pass away, five times Salah with Jamaat in the Masjid. But how we can increase our level of concentration and devotion and the acceptance of our Salah, this is the first aspect of the successful quality of a believer. Whom fi salatim khashiyun. The second quality is aladina humani lagwi mu'aridun. Those who shun futility, all these things which does not concern us. So whatever does not concern us, we leave it out. Whatever is not beneficial for my deen or my dunya, it's not restricted to deen. Whatever is not beneficial to my deen, I mustn't speak. Uh, dunya, we can't speak. No, if something is beneficial for a person, dunya, his business, his house, whatever is regarding his dunya that will benefit him, and is not futile speech. Then we can do that. Mekarim said in one hadith, min husnil islam il mar'i tarku mala yani. The beauty of a man's Islam, the beauty of a man's Islam lies in him leaving out that which does not concern him. For example, for myself, firstly, my neighbor, I got a business, my neighbor got the same business or down the road. But I, what is his turn, turnover today? Is, does he have customers? Now my neighbor or some, some person, he pull out a new car now, he drive his new car now. Hey, how he got the car? He's, he wasn't doing well in his business. Or what how, a holiday he's going for? He's going for Umrah, or what holiday he's going for, what holiday home he got. All this is, is not going to benefit me in my deen, and it's not going to benefit him in my dunya also. So that which does not benefit a person in a deen or dunya, we leave it out. We leave it out and see the peace that Allah Ta'ala will give a person. If a person through that, sometimes jealousy may creep in. A person that jealousy is, is the jealousy eats a person good deeds, like how fire eats dry wood. So how we can leave out that which does not concern us, and only worry about that which, which concerns us. A person beauty lies in this. 
So the second quality of a successful believer is to live on all futility, futile speech, action, whatever does not benefit my deen or dunya, how we can leave it out. That is the second quality of a successful believer. The third quality, those who discharge their zakat. The ulama explained, the Mufazini explained, there's two meanings of this. That is a person, Allah Ta'ala blessed him with wealth. The two and a half percent of the wealth does not belong to him. The two and a half percent is belongs to the poor, is a means, a means of cleaning his wealth and it belongs to the poor. So how the two and a half percent of a person who has his zakat nisab and is wealthy, <coughs> happily the two and a half percent can be can be given and over and above the two and a half percent. Imam Ghazali says that over and above the two and a half percent, how something can be given happily. Something can be given happily, but the two and a half percent is that which is far upon us. We have to do it. There's no there's no option for us, there's no speaking that way. do it or don't do it. And more than that also too, how we can help a person. That our Hazrat Mufti Sahib recently have been, has been emphasizing for many months now that how, how if you look around us, the location that's just next to us, how many of, how many of our brethren, Muslim or non-Muslim, are there that do not, do not have a meal for the day, do not know when the next meal is coming. So one is, we, we can't say that we must stop living our life. Alhamdulillah, Allah gave us, we must live, but at the same time, how that worry can be for a next person. For the next person, how he can have his meal for the day, how he can be comfortable, a person in a community needs help, he needs some medication, they can't, a widow is there. So how that worry and concern can be for the next person, how we can look after them. This should be our fikr and our worry. So with that charging the zakat, going the extra mile, looking after one one person, this should be the quality of a believer. And this draws the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One hadith sharif, al-khulqu ya Allah, the entire creation is like the family of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Entire creation includes Muslims, non-Muslims, the animals, everything. So a Muslim, his, his mindset should be that how I can serve the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in whatever way we can. So that is the first explanation of zakat, the two and a half percent. And the second one is the inner purification of the, of the nafs of the soul. Every person has that evil desires in him, he has that nafs which is there, that jealousy, that pride, that greed, love for attention, love for fame, thinking high of himself. All this needs to be remedied and rectified. Why? That, per that, that can destroy a person. Like how a person has a sickness, Allah Ta'ala save us. He goes to a doctor. He knows it's a very bad sickness. He'll go and get it treated. He'll go by the doctor. Like that Allah Ta'ala made it such. They are doctors of the heart. They are ulama. They are those who are attached to Allah Ta'ala. They are the friends of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. How we can go and link to ourselves to them and rectify and correct one one of this uh, jealousy must come out from my heart. How I can pride can come out from my heart. How I can have humility and think nothing of myself. These are sicknesses of the heart which needs to be attended to. And we go to doctors of the heart, we go to those who are experts in this field and those who are linked to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we link ourselves to that. So this is the second explanation of humli zakati fa'inun. So we finish the three qualities of those who are successful. The fourth is walladina humli furujim hafidun. Those who guard their chastity, those who guard their private past. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in one hadith sharif that guarantee me protection of two things, I will guarantee you jannah. Entry into jannah for protection of two things, that which is between the thighs and that which is between the, the lips. So a person has to look after his tongue, the man he speaks to people, the man he speaks to his family, his friends, his children, his workers, elderly, young. He looks after his tongue. Nabi Kareem Sallallahu guarantees him Jannah together looking after the tongue, look after that which is between the private part, that is between the thighs, which is our private part. And look, look after our chastity. And does, a person can say that I am not involved in zina, I'm not doing anything haram. But zina is not only the act, it's everything that leads to it, the, the gaze, the speech, the thought, the, the mind, the heart. So every aspect can be closed, how we can look after our gaze, how we can try not to speak, whatever. We look, every avenue that leads toward the aspect of zina, we look, out, look after ourselves, look after our chastity. Nabi Karim Salam has guaranteed Jannat. And I personally ask, when Allah created a natural inclination, we have that desire, we have that need in us. Allah did not just leave it like that. Allah gave us the avenue to fulfill it. 
illa ala azwajihim o ma malakat aymanum fa innam ghayru malumin so if this inclination is there that desire is there then allah taala created the aspect of wives a person can be married and he may marry a woman and fulfill his desire in a halal way and that way he not be doing something against the shirk against the law of allah subhanahu wa taala so this is the fourth quality humni furuji muhafizun the fourth quality of that successful believer is he looks after his guys he's just to look after his private parts the fourth and sixth quality walladhina humli amanatihim wa ahdihim ra'un those who fulfill their trusts whatever trust has been placed upon them whatever promise that's the fifth trust whatever trust upon them look after their fulfillment wa ahdihim ra'un and they fulfill their promises whatever promises they have made now the fifth one the trust a person hears that whatever trust is placed upon me i'm fulfilling and i'm discharging it that's really myself also we say trust somebody left for me 1000 rand left for me his car is being for holiday how can look after their car look after their thousand and yes there is one form of trust but it does not stop there our farz our faraid that which is the placed upon us by allah subhanahu wa taala that is a trust which we have to fulfill are we fulfilling our faraid a faraid which is upon us our salah our zakat our hajj our fasting are we doing that the trust that allah taala places us those who are married and have children the, your wife is a trust from allah subhanahu wa taala are we fulfilling her rights are we looking after her are we looking after the children how are we how are we dealing with them person in a business he got people under him are we looking after the trust of looking after the our uh, uh, people under us a person working in a business he has access to the internet <coughs> that access to the internet is only for for work am i fulfilling the trust that allah taala placed upon me through this work that the internet is only used for the for work that phone they, that i may have is for business i'm employed by this company i got free access to the phone is that phone only used for my personal use or only used for my business or i'm making phone calls for my personal use phoning home phoning the friend So all this is a trust of Allah Taala placed upon us. I'm working from eight to five. Am I walking in five past eight and coming out five to five? That five minutes, ten minutes that I'm that I'm taking away, there's a manner of trust that is placed upon us. So this aspect of trust is very vast. Our wives, our children, our farah, faraid, our wajibat, whatever we so distrust, are we fulfilling the trust that Allah Taala placed upon us? And if we are fulfilling, then we have this quality of of being amanat dar. Nabi Kareem Sallam before before Nubuwa, he was known as a trustworthy person. After Nubuwa, the kufar they were trying to kill Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Yet they still kept the 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 amana, the goods by Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So this, they knew Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was Allah Amin, the trustworthy. So how we can bring the quality of trustworthiness into us in every aspect of our life? Wa ahdim rawn and those who fulfill the promises. Not very long ago, a Muslim, if a Muslim gave his word to a kafir to anybody, the kafir knew a Muslim can never go against his word. Why is a Muslim in a battle of Badr? Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we know there were 313 approximately kafir, a thousand strong, thousand strong, equipped, well equipped, 313 very very poorly equipped. At that time, every person. that could be taken on the muslim side he was priceless but two sahaba radhiyallahu anhu ajmain they were on their way to join nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam in badr <coughs> on their way the kufar intercepted them and they asked them where are you going so they said we are going to madina sharif they said no you are going to join nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam said no we are going to madina sharif so the kufar let them go why they said they going to madina sharif immediately where they went they didn't go to madina sharif they came to nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam and reported this entire thing to nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam that the kufar intercepted us they caught us they let, we told them we are going to madina sharif they let us go so look at the response of the nabi of allah he said you all will continue to madina sharif and you will not take part in the battle of badr now at that time against two against that same kufar they want to kill the nabi of allah the greatest creation ever created nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam they are coming to fight him and they want to kill nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam but you gave them the word you told them you going to madina sharif so you will continue to madina sharif and you will not take part in badr and they did not take part in badr why did nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam do this why because the word of a believer is his word is his honor you gave his word you will stick to your word nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam showed the ummah till kiamah that a person gives his word he must stick to it a believer us whatever aspect it may be whether in our business whatever aspect i will pay you a certain day i don't not worry i will sort this out your family your friends whatever 
A believer gives his word, he sticks to his word. A believer gives his word, he sticks to his word. That's his honor. Allah will keep his honor in keeping to his word. So a believer, how we can come back to where a person gives his word, done. A Muslim, he gave his word, we don't have to worry about it. So the seventh, the sixth quality of this, those persons who are successful is those who look after the promises and look after the, the, the word that they have given. And the final quality which we mentioned earlier was salah. Those who guard their salah. Those who guard their salah, the five times salah is read with jamaat in the masjid as far as possible. The salah of a man is in the masjid. Nabi Kareem sallallahu who was rahmatul alameen, which is from incident we mentioned. You can see one is keeping his promise, but the, the, the mercy Allah placed in Nabi Kareem was something else. The kuffar are trying to kill Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa The sahaba say, oh Nabi Allah, curse them. Allahumma khfir li qawmi fa'innum la ya'lamun. Allah ta'ala forgive my people, they don't know. Arrows are coming upon Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Mubarak tut was made shaheed. The armor in Nabi Kareem sallallahu Mubarak face. But at that time, the dua of Nabi Kareem sallallahu Allah forgive my people for they do not know. We know the incident on a ta'if. What Nabi Kareem sallallahu went through. At the end of that whole thing, the dua that he made, the heavens was shaken. Angel that came, never came down before was sent down with Jibreel sallallahu that I am in charge of the mountains, we will crush these people. But Nabi Kareem sallallahu his mercy towards them was some another level. He said, he forgave them. And inshallah, dua for them is someone from the progeny who will get iman. And that's what happened. The people of Taifa accepted Islam. So this was the mercy of our Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa That same Nabi Kareem sallallahu says, I am prepared to give a person, the Imam would put someone to lead the salah. And I will instruct the youngsters to go and collect firewood. And we will go and burn the houses down of those who are saying salah at umarat, those men that are saying salah at without any valid excuse. So that same Nabi who has so much mercy for mankind, entire mankind, the kuffar even, he's ready to go and burn the houses down of those men that are saying the, house, uh, saying the salah at home without any valid excuse. So the men, the five times salah in the masjid, there's no excuse. If a person has a valid excuse and he can't come, then well and be, he can perform it at home. But as far as we can, as much as we can, if, it's a, if we are able to our five times salah with jamaat in the masjid on his prescribed time, this is the seven quality which if a person has, then Allah Ta'ala will grant him Jannatul Firdos. Imam Mufti Shafi Sabrahim says that Allah Ta'ala began the first quality with Salah. They have And the last quality, they guard their Salah. Now we may say there's so many qualities, there are seven qualities you mentioned, it may be difficult for us to bring it in. But Mufti Shafi Sab says, he explains, if a person just focuses and brings the aspect of Salah correct, he corrects his Salah, Entire, from the beginning to the end, the entire salah is correct. Inshallah, to the barakat of that, all the other qualities will come into a person's life. And that is, Allah Ta'ala mentions in, in from one hadith, we understand this. The first thing to be reckoned of a believer on the day of Qiyamah, the first thing from all the action to be reckoned of a believer on the day of Qiyamah is his salah. If his salah is correct, then he's successful. But that means every other questioning, after that, it will be made easy and he's successful. Why in Fasa that if his question regarding his salah is not in order, فَقَدْ خَابَ وَخَسْرَ Then he's in problem. Then he's in problem. From this we understand also that if a person's salah is correct, every other aspect of his life, inshallah, to the barakat of salah will come correct. A person got problem in his business, he got problem at home, he got financial difficulty, the solution is in salah. Nabi Kareem sallam, a strong wind would blow, he will come to the masjid and read salah. So our entire, every other aspect of deen, if our salah is correct, inshallah, the barakat of the salah, Correctly, we correct devotion, concentration in the, in the prescribed time. We try our best. We con continue trying till we pass away. Allah Ta'ala will make the, the barakat of salah. All our other aspects of life will come correct. Another ayat of the Quran. Inna salata tanha anil fahshai wal mukar. Salah stops a person from, from immorality, indecency, and all things which is not, which is forbidden. So the, the barakat of salah. Nabi Kareem Sallallahu mentioned, Ju'ilat qurratu aini fi salah. The coolness of my eyes lies in salah. We don't understand this power of salah. If a person has a child, 
The child is the most obedient child. He's reading his salah. He may be running the, the father's business. He may anything the, the father should just say or don't even say it. His son is doing it for the parents. He said, this child is the coolness of my eyes. He's the apple of my eyes. He's the coolness of my eyes. He understands the coolness he gets in the child, the happiness. Nabi Kareem said, the coolness of my eyes lies in salah. That is why Nabi Kareem should stand long rakas of salah. His Mubarak feet will become swollen in salah. So the aspect of salah shouldn't be such a, something which is a burden on us. Salah should become something that we love. And five favors will last, end up with five favors of a person who reads his five, five times salah with jamaat in the masjid. Every person's worry is his risk, his sustenance. We wake up in the morning, we want our risk, our sustenance. So the first thing Allah Ta'ala sees a person, he reads his five times salah. Jamaat in the masjid, five favors he will be given. The first is daily risk, his bread will be made easy. Every one of us, our, that's our worry for us, our children. Our, his daily bread will be made easy just for coming to salah. Now if a person may feel that sometimes I... Hey, my Zohar time, the, the shop now, hey, my salah, no. The person, he works around his, works everything around his salah. His salah comes first, Allah Ta'ala will definitely provide for that person. So the daily bread will be made easy. All of us are going to pass away one day. Our worries, what's going to happen in a qabr? That the azab of the qabr will be lifted. Just the second favor of a person performing five times salah with jamaat in the masjid. He'll get a book of deeds in the right hand. We all have to stand for reckoning before Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala will give us the book of deeds in the right hand, which means we are successful. The third favor. The fourth favor, we all have to cross the cold sirat. The sirat is that bridge over Jahannam. It is thinner than a strand of hair, sharper than a sword, the blade. Every one of us have to pass it. He will pass the pool sirat with the speed of lightning, the fourth favor. And the fourth favor, Allah Ta'ala will grant him entry into Jannah without any reckoning, just to the barakat of salah. So how if salah can become the main theme of our life, our entire lives, our daily running should revolve around salah. May Allah Salaam grant me the first the ability to read our five times salah with jamaat in the majid, all of us, until we pass away. How not a single salah can become qadah, until we pass away. Salah, myself, my children, my community, effort to salah, effort to fill the masjids for, for salah, effort to bring one one person to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the masjid. The masjid should be such that it is our home. Person asks us, where is your home? We say, my home is the masjid. A person's believer, salah should be our main focus. الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة الحمد لله الذي خلق الإنسان عالي حين من الدهر ولم يكن شيئا مذكورا فسواه وعدله على كثير ممن خلق فضله وجعله سميعا بصيرا ثم هدى السبيل ونصب له الدليل إما شاكرا وإما كفورا أما شاكرون فنعمهم وكرمهم لقم نظرة وسرورا إن هذا كان لكم جزاء وكان سعيكم مشكورا وأما الكافرون فاعتد لهم سلاسل وغلال وسعيرا يعذبون بأصناف العذاب ينادون ويلا ويدعون ثبورا فسبحان من بي 
بيده ملكوت كل شيء لم يزل ولا يزال عليما قديرا أما بعد فيا أيها الناس واحد الله فإن التوحيد رأس الطاعات واتقوا الله فإن تقوى ملاك الحسنات وعليكم السنة فإن السنة تهدي إلى الإطاعة ومن أطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى وإياكم البدع فإن البدعة تهدي للمعصية ومن يعصي الله ورسوله فقد خسر وغوى وعليكم بالإحسان فإن الله يحب المحسنين ولا تقنطوا من رحمة الله فإن المراحمين ولا تحب الدنيا فتكونوا من الخاسرين ألا وإن نفسا لن تموت حتى تستكمل رزقها فاتقوا الله واجملوا في الطلب وتوكلوا عليه فإن الله يحب المتوكلين وعدوه فإن ربكم وجيبوا الداعين واستغفروا يبدتكم بأوال ومنين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وقال ربكم ادعوني يستجب لكم إن الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخرين بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم وليسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يذلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا وسندنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله قال الله تبارك وتعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا مولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا مولانا محمد وبارك وسلم قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم حمومتي بيومتي أبو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأشهدهم في أمر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأصدقوا محيان عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه وقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمة سيدة النساء أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدة شباب أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزة أسر الله وأسد رسوله الله مغفر للعباس وولدي مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة العبد القادر ذنبا رضوان الله تعالى عليه ومن كل الصحابة أجمعين الله لا في أصحابي لا تتخذهم غرضا من بعدي فمن حبهم فبحبي حبهم ومن أبعدهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير قرون قرن ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم أعتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم اغفر لجميع المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الأحياء منهم والأموات إباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر البغي يعذكم لأنكم تذكرون وقال تعالى فاذكرون يذكركم واشكروني ولا تكفرون Inshallah, he's on the line, standing shoulder to shoulder, trying to fill in a staff in front before forming the new staff. Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Malik Yawmiddin. Iyaka na'abudu wa iyaka nasta'een. اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغوب عليهم ولا الله
والضحى والليل إذا سجى ما ودعك ربك وما قلى وللآخرة خير لك من الأولى ولسوف يعطيك ربك فتوضى ألم يجدك يتيما فآوى ووجدك ضالا فهدى ووجدك عائلا فأغنى فأما اليتيم فلا تقهر وأما السائل فلا تنهر وأما بنعمة ربك فحدث الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغوب عليهم ولا الضالين ألم نشرح لك صدرك ووضعنا عنك وزرك الذي أنقض ظهرك ورفعنا لك ذكرك فإن مع العسر يسرا إن مع العسر يسرا فإذا فرغت فانصب وإلى ربك فارغب الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم أنت السلام ومنك السلام تباركت يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم عيني على ذكرك وشكرك وصني بعدتك اللهم لا مانع لما أعطيت ولا معفي لما منعت ولا ينفع ذا الجد منك جد إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنا ونن من الخاسرين ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة عين واجعلنا لمتقين إماما رب اجعلني مقيم الصلاة من ذريتي ربنا وتقبل دعاء ربنا اغفر لي ولوالدي وللمؤمنين يوم يقوم الحساب رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرا رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرا رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرا اللهم آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم بارك لنا في الموت وفيما بعد الموت اللهم أسرح لنا شأننا كله ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين اللهم اغفر لجميع المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الأحياء منهم والأموات إنك السميع قريب مجيب الدعوات اللهم اغفر إخواننا اللهم اغفر إخواننا اللهم اغفر إخواننا جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بماه أهله وفر سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يشفون وسلام لمرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين